This episode of the Badass Ladies Club is sponsored by Badass Retreats. It's time to make your healing a priority. Find out more at www.blcbadassretreats.com. Hey friends, and welcome to this episode of the Badass Ladies Club. My name's Laurie Wallace, and I'm here with my bestie, Jessica Weckerlin. Hey guys. And we are super excited to talk about money mindset today. Um, hey. Because who doesn't want more money and to bring that to them effortlessly? Like, I'm on the path. Count me in. Uh, but before we get into money mindset, let's talk about our Badass of the Week. I love our Badass of the Week. I just adore him. Everybody loves him. <laughs> Michael DeVellis. If you don't know who Michael DeVellis is, you need to. He is the founder of The Powder Group, which is a collective community of makeup artists. Yeah. He is the founder of On Makeup Magazine, which is fantastic, and The Makeup Show. Um, and he started a little thing, I don't know, that you may or may not have heard of, Mac Pro. I mean, back in the day, yes, he was uh, <laughs> one of the people that pulled that all together. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, I think mostly everyone knows Mac Cosmetics. Yeah. So he kind of started like the professional side of it for professional makeup artists. Michael DeVellis is not a makeup artist himself. He's not. He also wrote one of my all-time favorite books. Yes. He wrote 10, ten words. words. Yeah. He is an incredible businessman, but he knows what artists want and need. And he's such a good um, facilitator and networker and just really into community and how we can all come together and help one another. Yeah. Um, is extremely passionate about how to make the world a better place. And it's just a freaking sweetheart and will do anything to help promote whatever you're working on. He loves to, he's one of those people, and it's funny because this is the money mindset episode, you know, mm -hmm. Michael gets abundance and he yes. gets that like you can create more abundance by giving away abundance, you know, like that those things compound on one another. Um, I'm so excited to get him on the show. I know, Michael. So we want you on. We want to send you a badass box. Yes. And, um, he's also super funny. He's a oh, lover he of Birkenstocks yes. and upstate New York. <laughs> you know, like there's so many great things about Michael. It's going to be a blast. Yeah, it's, it's going to be great. So, Michael, we want to have you on. We're going to send you a badass box and we'll get you scheduled. Yes. Yay. All right. So let's talk about money mindset. Money mindset. Okay. So money is like, I, I've always loved talking about money, honestly, like it, because it's, I'm fascinated by this idea that like when I was brand new to adulting, <laughs> that what I thought was a lot of money then is not what I think a lot of money is now, you know, and that your perspective about money changes so much. The more you work with it, have successes with it, have failures with it, um, that it becomes this really tangible thing, but that everything about what works for you or doesn't work for you about money is your relationship with it. And 
that you are an active participant in that relationship, I think is a really hard thing for us as humans to navigate, you know, because money so oftentimes traditionally has been tied to like how hard you work or how good you are at what you do, you know, like translates into more money, which to be perfectly honest, has nothing to do with how much money you have, you know, that your mindset and relationship with money have a lot more to do with uh, how it manifests in your life. Absolutely. Cause you can take two people, one who had parents growing up saying, Money is so hard to make. I mm-hmm. work my ass off for money and oh, I'm, we don't have enough money. We're this, we're that versus someone who's raised with parents, maybe who say money comes and goes. Right. And we're always going to have it. Yeah. And money comes to us easily. Those two people, those two kids are going to grow up to be two very different adults with yeah. two very different relationships with money. And one's going to struggle, whereas the other one I'm not saying is not going to struggle. They're probably going to work hard, right? but they're going to be more abundant in that way. Absolutely. And guys, I feel like we're repetitive sometimes on this podcast. It's so annoying, but the number one thing that about money mindset that I feel like really just brought, turned the lights on for me was that I'm only going to make as much money as I feel like I'm worthy of receiving Mm. that my idea of what my value is, has everything to do with the money that's coming to me. And as long as I'm putting all of these like guidelines on it, for example, let's say that I worked for a company and my salary was $75,000 a year that I can only make $75,000 a year. Cause that's my salary. Cause that's all I've, got coming in and that's my worth or my value when in reality money comes to you for all kinds of crazy insane reasons you know like I'm the one that's putting the limits on how much I'm able to earn I'm the one that's defining how much money I'm going to make in any specific window of time that having to be so direct and so specific and me needing to understand every single step of how I'm going to make all this money is limiting I love this conversation and we didn't even talk about it before recording this episode, but our friend in upstate New York, Jackie, Mm. I love her story. Jackie is an amazing money mindset story. I mean, when you told me what just happened to her, I was like, there's no fucking way, but I'm about that life. So... Our friend Jackie in upstate New York, um, long story short is an incredibly successful person. I mean, has success written all over her. Mm -hmm. Single woman, um, bought a house in upstate when people were like, are you fucking crazy? You know nothing about owning Mm -hmm. a house and there's bears there and what are you doing? (laughs) And oh my God, you know? Um, But I guess she had a job opportunity. So yeah, take over because you know. I mean, basically she has offers coming to her for different jobs, you know, like COVID hit her job in a really weird and awkward way. She moved out of the city to move into this like vacation home in upstate that she had permanently. Um, everybody was like, you can't do that. It's going to wreck your career, you know, like, but she just felt called to live in this beautiful, peaceful place that she was passionate about. Um, and has just been kind of taking it one step at a time. Well, fast forward, she got a job offer and it wasn't really what she was into. You know, she was just like, "Mm." she 
didn't turn it down. She just said, yeah, that's not going to work for me. And then I'm I'm worth more than I'm worth more. And my peace, what I want for my future, the direction I'm going are all more important to me than this money that you're offering me, you know, which I should go back. The offer required that she move, do you know, like do things that she wasn't willing to do at Mm -hmm. the time. And so then there was a counter offer that came, you know, like I guess, and in turning down a job and Jackie, when we're talking about money mindset, the kind of money that she turned down was massive in my opinion, you know, right. like we were like, are you, you did what? Like, <laughs> um, which is a, you know, like toxic money mindset that right. I had, Easily, you know, like well over six figures. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so what ended up happening was because she stuck to her worth and her value, she got a counter offer that allowed her to keep all of the things that were important to her, like where she lived and how she worked and what she did. Like she got all of the lifestyle things that were important to her and made multiple six figures more money in the second offer than she turned down in the first offer. So it like we're doubled two hundred thousand hundreds of thousands of dollars more, more you know, per year. And all the lifestyle choices that she wasn't willing to, you know, bend on. Like, she just stuck to her. And it wasn't even like she was negotiating. She wasn't, you know. No, she was just like, she was just like that's not going to work for me, you know. Yeah. And because she so inherently trusted what she knew was right and what she knew her worth and her value was and the things that she wasn't willing to negotiate on. And the universe answered that. And it's not that... Uh, like she's overjoyed with this result and not what she was expecting to come out of it. Like it's just a, such a beautiful example of knowing your worth and your value and not being afraid to step into that. Even when it means you're leaving money on the table, which I will say in my own money mindset experience, like I've always said, if you're going to pay me, I'll do whatever, you know, like I'll do it, you know? And that's not true. I won't do anything, you know, like I'm starting to learn that there are some things that are more important than what I'm willing to sacrifice to make money which only up levels the way I'm choosing to receive money right now. Girl, the Capricorn in me is straight up like, I can be bought. I'll put up with a lot of <laughs> bullshit for some money. But what I'm learning is that although that's true and I am willing to put up a, with a lot of bullshit for money, that there are some things that ethically and morally I cannot deal with. Yeah. And that... I'm just going to make my multiple six figures in a way that I feel good about, yeah. you know, and um, when that happens, I'll let you know, guys. But like it, it's a journey. I also think it's really interesting, though, that like this idea that when you have money, it only further exploits who you are. Yes. And I know that um, a lot of people and I was even learning, you know, like myself included, have a lot of really weird money, money mindset issues around like money is dirty or people who are really successful that you have to start to like cheat and lie and take advantage of people, you know, like big corporate interests and people who turn millions of dollars through, you know, like that money corrupts you. When in reality, if you're a generous giving person who operates from integrity and from the heart, then you can give that person a whole lot of money and it will only further exploit that they put it back right. out, it's you know, going like, to like generate in um, a more positive light. Yeah. And that you have to really pay attention to that. Like that it's a lot, uh, it's really easy to get stuck into this idea that money is bad or money is dark or that money corrupts, you know, but in reality, you just got to check yourself, 
you know, like how, and then this conversation about chasing money, I think always mm-hmm. comes up. Cause I know I have been in a place a lot of times in my life where I feel like I'm chasing the opportunity, chasing the job or the title or what I think is going to create more money in whatever project that I'm working on. And if you're chasing money, then you're sending a message to the universe that you don't have it and that you have to run after it, you know, like it's, it doesn't have to be that hard. Yeah. Um, I, I also, you know, for people who say that like money is evil, um, it's like, fine, whatever, believe whatever you want to believe at the end of the day, money is like oxygen. Mm -hmm. You have to have it. So sure. If you want to live in a cardboard box next to the highway and that's your choice, like, okay, that's fine. But also like I need money and I'm not saying I have to drive a Maserati or, you know, some $300,000 car, like a McLaren or something (laughs) or whatever, but like money is like oxygen. And at the end of the day, you do need it. But you can manifest that and use it for so much good. Yeah. And, um, well, and money makes things easier. Yes. No doubt about it. Like, it makes, like, money makes good things easier. So <clears throat> if you were going on vacation, having a lot of money makes a great vacation better, right? Hell yeah. But on the flip, money makes difficult things a lot easier too. You know, like when you fall on really hard, emotional, stressful, traumatic times, having money allows you space and room and ability to do what you need to do when you need to do it. And, and you deserve and that peace. Absolutely. To have it, yeah. You know, so it's not like you have to have, cause well, and this is a total topic that I wanted to make sure that we got into that. Like money will not make you happy. It won't like this idea that I'll be happy when I have this much money, you know, that anybody (laughs) that has money, a lot of money will tell you that if they were unhappy before they had their money, they're just as unhappy now, you know, like um, in that it wasn't the money that created the happiness and money makes things easier. Yeah. So you got to delineate between is it easier or am I happier? Because what I find in this, you know, always falls back on the heels of, you know, healing journeys. Healing will make you happier. And a lot of times that shit is free. You know, like a lot of times it's just about doing the work yourself, you know, and reading the books and listening to the podcasts and taking responsibility. And that once you're happier, things like money start to come easier, you know, like, because you're not in your own way so much. So that, that idea of like digging into the money is going to make me happy. The money will never make you happy. Right. Yeah. You know, um, our friend Shirley, um, introduced me to this kind of like money mindset, like before I was really even into money mindset, Um, Our friend Shirley is married to an ER doctor. And I think that everyone has this idea that like, oh, you're married to a doctor. You guys must have so much money. She's a doctor's wife. She's a doctor's wife. And um, what Shirley told me was, yes, they are very privileged and um, are extreme. Like he works his ass off. No doubt. Oh my God. And especially through COVID an ER doctor kidding me, um, works his ass off and has sacrificed a whole lot to get to where he is. Mm. Um, 
But she's like, you know, everyone has this idea that we just live lavishly. Um, she was like, but the thing with making more money is that like your, oh, what's the word I'm trying to look for? You, um, like your expenses change, like things happen. Yeah. And so she's like, yeah, he makes doctor money, but he also has to pay off doctor education loans. Right. You know that like your lifestyle just changes. Well, and you know, like if you're going to talk about money, you got to also talk about your relationship with debt. Yes. Because sometimes in order to make, make money, money, you have to spend money in ways that um, you weren't willing to spend it before. And you know what this reminds me of in this conversation? Mark Cuban. No, oh. <laughs> but I want to come back to Mark Cuban. <laughs> okay. Is when we and I decided that I was ready to start investing money into this podcast. Yes. Because... The idea of putting money into a business is why I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. You know, like I was really stuck Same. in this idea where I was like, I'll work for someone else and let them take on the financial burden, risk, and I'll just be the best employee on the planet, you know, and did that for a long time. But that when I was willing to part with my own money, which I love and don't want to part with, <laughs> you know, like, and don't want to lose and definitely don't want to risk, you know, like, yeah. ugh. Um, that that's a lack mindset. And when I got in the game and was like, okay, now I believe in this enough and I believe in myself enough and I believe in us enough that I'm going to put money where my mouth is and I'm going to do it for the long haul and I'm not going to worry about losing it because I believe in this, you know, the universe was like, oh, look who came to play. <laughs> let's do this bitch. You're like, yeah. let's go now. And that, yep, that, that is happened. a money mindset conversation. Um, and I'm not suggesting that you take on loads of debt, you know, yeah. however, it means that your effort and your energy step into that space too, you know, and it's important to send the message to the universe that I'm here to play. You right. Know? Right. So whether that means investing yourself in a business like we are or going to med school, right. That like it costs, I hate it. It costs money to make money. Yeah, totally. It really does. And until you're willing to invest that money and part with it and lose it, in my experience, and I'm strictly speaking from what we're going through, it's just not going to happen because I've spent the past 34 years um, <laughs> of my life not investing any money into anything. Yeah. Nothing. Right. And so when I see people investing in their small businesses or their education, mm -hmm. like doctors, lawyers, finance people, nurses, yeah. you know, like whatever the situation is, is that like things don't really happen for you. Or even like investing money in our own healing. Yes. Like I, it's so funny because when I've started to invest money in coaches, like there's coaches of all types, all shapes, all sizes, but putting money into coaching, like I was the coach, mm -hmm. you know, like that was kind of what my job has been for such a long time is to coach people into the next level of their businesses and their lives. So the idea that I needed a coach seemed like a uh, admission of fa failure a little bit, or like I need somebody to help me like that was a bad thing. When in reality, it has changed the freaking game for Lady, me to have a coach. How many like... times have we, over the course of our careers, have heard people 
who make multiple six figures yes. and are at the top of their game. And we're talking like the Jen Sancheros, the Tony, Tony Robbins, Robbins yeah. you know, the everybody. Gina DeVees and yes, yeah, all of them like. All of them said how I got here was paying a coach. Well, and they'll even tell stories where they're yes. like, I paid a coach $25,000. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, <laughs> like $25,000. But look at the multiple millions that they're making now, you yes. know, like, and so then you're like, okay, what kind of mindset do I have to be in to want to invest $25,000 in a coach for myself? Um, I'll say right now, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet either, but, but I, now more than ever, I can be like, okay, I can wrap my brain around that eventually but as a but when we heard it in the beginning and they're like oh yeah twenty five thousand fifty thousand dollars i was like are you fucking out of your mind i would never but i've invested thousands now yes and i'm telling you for having invested thousands of dollars in coaches over the last i've invested a few hundred over the last 90 days yes okay so in the last 90 days i am transformed okay like i am way more confident with where I'm headed. I'm not like it's changing my life exponentially. It's the best couple of thousand dollars I've ever spent, you know, like and that I've spent thousands of dollars on lots of ridiculous shit in my life. Right. Okay, Like um, that it's totally worth the money, I guess, is what I'm saying. And that you put your money where your mouth is when you're serious about stepping into something great. And this money mindset conversation, like holding on to your money so tight and being unwilling to put it out into the things that you are trying to move forward with is a sense of lack that the universe answers with restrictive process when it comes to money, you know? Well, like, and like, let's put that in like a reality situation. And I love this conversation that if someone gave you, let's say a McLaren, <laughs> Um, that would be really fucking sweet. Yeah. I'd love to drive a McLaren. Are you kidding me? Would I take as good of care or would I care more about the McLaren if I spent my own money on it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Someone dings that McLaren. If someone, if the McLaren was gifted to me, I'd be like, God, that sucks. You know, but if I spent six figures on a fucking car <laughs> yeah. of my own money and I was paying that every month and someone dings it or I mean I, I would bang it back out myself yeah, and spend would, all night buffing that baby through like, I would yeah. take so much better care yeah. of that car mm -hmm. and it's just the truth and I'd hate to be that way but I would take so much better care of something if I spent my own money on it rather right. than it being gifted to me well and over the years, lots of people have invested money in me, yes. you know, like for different things. Same. And I am so appreciative and grateful, grateful for that. But any money that I invested in myself had 10 times the results of yes. the money that other people have put into me. And that is just a energetic exchange that is different when you are willing to put the money into yourself. Oh, 1000%. Like all the um, UPW, the Tony Robbins mm -hmm. stuff, that was money that you and I didn't have to spend on right. ourselves. And I am 1000% totally eternally grateful for those experiences because 100%. they were transformative. Yes. But just the past few weeks of investing the few hundred dollars that I have in like my own personal coach, I feel like has been 
a total game changer. Yeah. Because I'm more ready for it now. Well, and it's somebody that is 100% invested in your best interest. And I can't speak enough about having that coach who's like, okay, so what is your intention? What's your end game? You know, and then to have somebody who, because we're way too close to our own situations to see things sometimes. And to have somebody who's like completely focused on what your next step is with you and offers the support and the advice and sometimes just the obvious things that you're refusing to see with your own two eyes and to be honest with you like that, like that's what you're paying them for. That's their job. Mm -hmm. It means something different. And it's the difference between stepping into the greatness that you're capable of versus just staying cozy and comfortable where I'm at right now. So, yeah, investing the money in yourself and having the coaches and having the education and having all of those pieces put yeah. in um, definitely answers you to the universe. So there's certain behaviors or um, habits we can get into that are going to raise our vibration mm -hmm. around money. And sometimes, you know, like we've talked about manifesting and vibration and frequencies and a lot um, the last few weeks on the show. But I think maybe the thing I'm understanding the most about manifesting something like money or an opportunity or a connection or, you know, the person that you need to help you get to the next level is that you have to do something that is like fun and creative that if you can feel what it is that you're doing and it's creative and fun in the process, that that's the fastest way to get what you want. And so um, money mantras are definitely one of those things that I know I've thought about. And really, uh, Jen Sincero was maybe the first person that really helped me with money mantras, uh, that money comes to me easily and frequently. Mm -hmm. Like that is one of her mantras that she talks about. And you are a badass and you are a badass at making money. I've even added things to it. Like money comes to me easily, frequently, and freely. Mm -hmm. Money comes to me easily, frequently, freely, and fun. Yeah. You and I did that exercise for a couple months where we were writing things down. Um, three, six, nine, three, six, nine. Yeah. You write it three Stand times in the morning, <laughs> six times in the afternoon, nine times at night, the same mantra over and over again. There's a numerology element to it. There's yes. a cycle of threes. There's the repetition thing, but that putting it in print and writing it with your hands repetitively for 21 days mm -hmm. creates a new reality almost. Yeah. And whenever I felt myself slipping into a negative mindset that writing my mantra over and over and over again for 21 days kind of put me, it made me check myself. And yeah. I was like, Oh wait, no, this is what we're doing. Yes. You know, that instead of the pity party of I'm broke living paycheck to paycheck, mm -hmm. the writing money comes to me freely and frequently mm -hmm. money comes to me freely and frequently money comes to me freely and frequently. I was like, yes, yes, yes. Um, just the other night. And I know that everyone has done this, but, um, for us, payday isn't until this upcoming Friday. Right. Um, and for Mother's Day, I took Adelaide to Scarborough Fair. Oh, she loves that. Okay. Scarborough Fair is expensive. Oh, yeah. 
it costs 30 bucks just to get in there. And then everything you do inside there costs 10 bucks here, money. 20 bucks there. Like, yeah, everything. So you have a five year old who wants to ride <laughs> everything. It's three dollars, four dollars, six dollars cash only, mm -hmm. you know. And I was like, oh, boy, this is going to be a sad trip because mama's got no cash. And I, you know, um, I'm not getting paid till Friday. What am I going to do? I found my old purse and I was just not with the intention of finding money. I was just cleansing my area and just like recycling old like junk mail. And like, I just got to clean this stuff out. I came up with $140. Shut the front door. Are you kidding me? I spent every bit of that 140 on Adelaide at Scarborough Fair, but it cost me no, like it didn't matter when you got paid. You got paid matter. that day. It didn't when you matter needed it. Like, because I was like, I love it. I need money for Scarborough Fair. <laughs> Shit. What am I going to do? And then I was just like, you know what? It's going to be fine. And then I came up with $140. Okay. Can we first talk about, you could have gotten really pissed about it, about not having the money, right. about the paycheck to paycheck, about Scarborough Fair sucking because you don't have the cash to spend on it, you know, like, but just the fact that you like recognized it, decided it was going to be fine. You got out of the way. Mm -hmm. You quit worrying about the how. And it just materialized in your hands. Literally. In the form of cash. You didn't have to go to the ATM. Nope. Like, <laughs> it is in your hands now to spend. It came to you. Yep. Guys, this is how it's done, okay? Like, $140, boom. $140. It just happened. Um, I love it. Yeah. So money mantras are big. Like find whatever your most unhealthy relationship understanding is about money. Sometimes it's like money doesn't grow on trees. Money grows everywhere. Money it, grows on trees for me. Right. I, I have a, about I've you. got a dozen, I got a money orchard in my backyard. Okay. <laughs> right. Like I pick the bills right off the leaves. Um, one of my favorites, and this is a TikTok fad. Don't come at me. But one of my favorite um, money mantras is actually from a song okay. by someone. I, I'm old. I have no idea who this is. <laughs> Young Baby Tate. It's your tomato plant, right? Uh, yes, my <laughs> tomato plant. Okay, I don't know that either. Um, from our sabotage episode. Um, go back to know what that's about. But um, <laughs> the lyrics that are now a money mantra on TikTok are, I am healthy, I am wealthy, I am rich, I am that bitch. I, yes. It's my favorite thing to say to myself. It might be my new 369 uh, meditation yeah. as well. Like, okay, say it again. I am healthy, I am wealthy, I am rich, I am that bitch. Done, man. Like 21 <laughs> days from now, I'm yes. putting it in. Um, yes. There's also the TikTok fad of the song, the ching, ching, ching comes the money, money tree, tree, where money flows, money comes to me. And I don't know the rest of the lyrics, but I have played that. I have it saved in my um, in my album so on my phone. I think what's important about this is that when they're jingles or like songs or like things that you, I mean, you just saw, we just danced on the couch yeah. sitting here, you know, like talking about there that, was an energy <laughs> that is different. The universe answers that differently. Yeah. When you are physically into it, when you are connected to the sounds, to the music, when it changes your vibration, it manifests so much more efficiently 
quickly, you know, like directly than it would otherwise. Cause it feels good, you know, mm-hmm. like you do not change your money mindset and manifest money feeling like shit ever. You know, like if it hurts and this sucks, get out of it. Like whatever you got to do to get out of that space, because there is no abundance coming from that place. I want to make sure that we talk about visualization. Yes. Because I feel like visualization is different than money affirmations or money mantras, you know, like visualization is where you can like have this picture in your mind of money coming to you in lots of different ways. So I like to think about, um, you know, money is just like green energy Mm -hmm. or like green vibration, um, whatever color seems abundant to you. And so green is always like the abundant color in my mind. So whatever that is, is your heart chakra, it's your heart chakra. Yes. Um, so money, it's like love coming from a place of love and abundance. And like, it's not this bad thing. It's a loving thing. And that love is freely given Mm -hmm. and unconditional and universal and never goes away, you know, like that it is expansive in a way that when you have a bad money mindset, money is finite. Like I said, if you if you make $75,000 a year and that's all the money that you're ever going to make that year, like you don't know that except that you just made that right. true, you know. Money is something that is so broad and expansive and that when you have it, that you're able to give it away and that it's able to flow through you and you just become this channel for more abundance, more money, more love. So some of my favorite money visualizations are just breathing in that green vibration, you know, and feeling it fill up my heart and then it comes and it pushes out and it goes out into the universe. I breathe it in and I breathe it out, you know, and I feel it moving through me and it feels so good, you know, and that this is if something bad happens with money or if there's something I want that I don't have the money for, I have to get out of that space of lack, that resistance piece and tap into this really good high vibration around being that channel for the money to move through me. Cause I'll tell you what I really like. I really like spending money, you know, like spending money. God damn it. I how love spending money. good does it feel <laughs> like, so compare these two things, right? Like how does it feel to go and buy a t-shirt at old Navy? And then how does it feel to go buy a t-shirt at Neiman Marcus? I love Neiman Marcus. So, but it's a different <laughs> transaction. It is. Um, God, I was walking through Neiman Marcus and I saw this $80 queen shirt. I'm mm. like, are you freaking kidding me? Um, but I was like, I want it. I want it. And that feels better than buying it at a thrift store. And who are <laughs> you when you wear the $80 shirt? How do you show up? It's the Louis Vuitton conversation. Yes. You up level and you show up a different person. They're both shirts. Right. They both serve the same purpose. Okay. Like I'm not suggesting, trust me, like I have a closet full of old Navy and target stuff. Like I, you know, get, but that when you spend a lot of money on something, it is a different experience altogether. And I'm different because of that experience. And so you walk with your back a little straighter your head a little taller and you know, you're just so ready to go make the money to spend the money to contribute and give back. Like, 
Which I guess like, if you don't want to give back to Neiman Marcus, great. If you want to do that through charity work, that even Hey, better. you know what? Somebody you know has what? to work at Neiman Marcus. Yes, people make commission there. Right. Like, I am not going to go down this path where I feel... Be, like beating myself up yeah. for wanting nice things because contributing to the economy if you know like that this is sort of the whole idea about how the wheels keep turning but then there's also different ways of giving back you know like I know you have talked in the past about like a friend who's needed money to help out with a pet or something and yeah. that you've been able to give freely to somebody who needed help you know like mm-hmm. We've donated to charities in the name of favors that friends have done for us on this podcast before, you know, like in their name. You get, and when we've done those things, we haven't been checking our bank account first. No. We've just been doing it because it's the right thing to do and it feels good to do it. Um, And that that is a abundance mindset that only brings that money back to you a million fold, you know, and that people who are too stuck on this chasing money and do I have enough money and is there enough money? They can't do those things so freely because they come out of this paralyzed space of lack, you know, but that the whole idea of having money is to be able to freely give it back out into the world, however that works. Um, Real quick, I wanted to go back to your visualization conversation. Guys, if you're having trouble with that, um, because I know meditation and visualization can be very hard, especially when you don't know what you're doing Mm -hmm. and you're on your own and maybe you don't want to ask somebody, um, there are apps for that. Like find an app. There are so many prosperity. There's a meditation for everything. So find yourself like a prosperity meditation or like a money tree meditation Mm -hmm. or a, um, I mean, I prefer mantras. Like that's my gig. Mm -hmm. I like mantras and the dancing, like we were saying, like the jingles and the songs and stuff. That's where like my gig is. But, um, I do love a good visualization too. Even if um, visualization is you getting on an airplane to fly to some fantastic destination where you're going to go to a five-star resort and have facials and manicures and pedicures and lounge on the beach in the cabana and have somebody bring you frozen drinks. Like if that, that can be your right, money. Man- right. It doesn't have to be anything structured. There are structured things out there for free yeah. that you can utilize, obviously, yeah. but it can also just be a visualization of you living your dream life Yeah, and loving it. You know, like, um, are we going to talk about our friend Shauna? Um, we are going to talk about, well, yes, we should definitely talk about our friend Shauna and that she's going to be, um, showing up on our social media a lot, you know, in respect to yes. some like money mindset. I wasn't sure how we were, um, putting that out there. Sorry. Like we everything talked else. about this before. <laughs> Guys, we are just flying by the seat of our we pants. We are here. just so, doing this in real time as you're watching. <laughs> I love Shauna's story though. Yeah. Because, and I guess on the heels of this conversation about visualization, there are coaches that will help you with money mindset, yes. you know, and Shauna is actually a coach friend of ours that we've been like trading coaching with a little bit, mm-hmm. I guess. Now that I'm saying that, we've never actually said it out loud, but that is kind of what we're doing, you know, is um, trading coaching help. Shauna is a um, clarity coach. So she's really good at um, when Taking you have an idea, yeah, yeah, and you just don't know what to do next and you feel overwhelmed with all of the things, Shauna's really good about being like, oh, so this is your next step, you know, like this is exactly what you and should do. Like, and you're like, duh. And she makes it so simple and it sounds so good coming out of her mouth that you're like, oh my gosh, you are a genius and thank you for helping me get through that. So Shauna um, has a program that she's been teaching 
And, you know, like sometimes when things are new and you could definitely parallel this to a lot of the things that we've done at Badass Ladies Club, like you want to try things on first and see, am I good at it? Do I like it? You know, like are people into it? Is it something that will sell? And so Shauna had a course or a masterclass that she was selling um, for 40 bucks, you know, like as a test beta sort of thing, throwing it out there. I did it. You did it. And what you did helped us so much in some of our projects, you know, like what we, for the money that we invested in Shauna's class, we made like seven times our investment back Mm -hmm. inside of five days. Like it was a huge benefit, you know? So, then Shauna with the results from her first beta test was like okay so my course has legs it's helping people they see value in it now it's time to price this bad boy where it should be you know like not for the $40 beta test price but now we're going to decide like how much money this is actually worth um and I think that the amount that she came up with was like $179 is what she wanted to sell it for moving forward so Shauna puts the course out at this big, you know, beefy $179 price that she feels really excited about. She's up-leveling her game. And then after she announces her new masterclass at this new price, she decides that she is going to invite her mailing list, the people that are really into what she's doing, that have been with her through the process. She's going to invite them to this masterclass for a discounted rate of $40. Not $40 off. No, $40. Like everybody else is paying 179 right. But for my email list, I'm going to offer it for $40, which I'm all about giving your email list, your patrons, anybody that you have supporting you a um, inside price for right. those kinds of things. But in my opinion, $179 and $40 are two very different money vibrations out yes. there. So long story longer. Basically, she started to have people come to her wanting to purchase this program, but only wanting to pay the email list price, you know, like weren't on her email, that weren't on her email list. So word got out, you know, that she was doing this discounted rate. And it was frustrating, obviously, you know, like when you're trying to up level yourself and step into your value and worth and people are still nickel and diming you and wanting discounted rates. They're like, oh, hey, I can get your email list price. Right. And she's like, who are you? And that's frustrating as hell. Yeah. But in coaching, we kind of came to this place where, you know, if you had really felt like the $179 was worth what you were putting out there, you would have not offered that for $40 to your email list. You know, like you maybe would have offered it for $100 to your email list or $150 to your email. You know, like that having that huge gap between the two price points only lends itself to the idea that you were still vibrating at a $40 Mm -hmm. space, which has invited these people to come to you that are wanting things at this discounted rate, you know, that she had to step into and commit to that up level. And if that meant that it was too expensive for someone, that's okay. That just means they're, they're not ready for that up level just yet. But I got news. Lots of people are. Yeah. And that when you step into the $179 masterclass price, then you manifest people who want to pay $179 to learn this from you because they're willing to invest. Absolutely. To our point in this whole conversation in the first place, like when you got skin in the game and I'm investing thousands of dollars in myself and my growth, how committed am I to following through on that? way more committed than I would be at $49, you know, like, and that when I do things that are inexpensive, like I'll sign up for 
any random course for twenty nine ninety five, you know? And sometimes I may not even go to it. You know, like because right. I don't have the investment well, in it, you know, yeah, like you and I just did um, a five day a five free, day free course, yeah. course and we had 18 people sign up. But how many people would show up on one night? Not a fraction of 18 people. Like no. I think at our highest, we maybe had seven people and at our least we had like two or three people that would. Yeah. come. Um, which, by the way, if you did that and didn't come, that's totally fine. That's what replays are for. Right. But to our point. Had we sold that for $400. Well, we did a test where we sold it for 40 bucks. Right. And we had 10 people show up. And right. it was a smash success, you right. know? Like, so if you spend the money and invest in it, you're probably not going to be like, oh, I'll just watch the replay. Right. You'll be there live and be like, no, I'm getting every ounce Absolutely. of feedback and live value in this that I can. Yeah. So all of that to say, like... The way that you show up has everything to do with the money vibration that you're putting into mm -hmm. different uh, projects and pieces. So money mindset is something that is like a constant evolution. Yeah. Because you're always trying to up your le up level, you know, like and take it to the next place. I love this episode and I definitely think that I want to do a follow up money mindset episode like. We'll scroll out a little bit and see how some of these different tips and techniques are working for us. Because like all of our episodes, like we are walking this path in real time right now today. And literally right before we hopped on, I just like started an investment, like literally sitting on this couch. I was like, oh, hey, let me start this investment thing on my phone. Right. And so we'll have to do a follow up. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So if you guys are into this episode or anything resonated with you, then definitely write us a review, give us some stars, send it to friends. We're excited to hear all your money mindset success stories and you guys have a badass day. Go make some money.